What's going on, compadres? You know the deal. This is the Iconis Podcast. And I am one of your funky hosts on this show. I said funky. Let's get it straight. Clean your ears. Barry 3D stands for Deep Dark Delicious. You know the deal. You know how it goes. Mm. Glad to be back. The sun is shining. My eyes are open. Mm. And uh, I'm always joined by the man, the myth, the legend. The one that makes the turntables go back and forth. The one that keeps the booties shaking on the dance floor. The one that puts up with my madness. The one that adds to the madness. The legend himself that don't mm. stop to the drop. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. If you're watching it, the man with the white headphones and the background and all that nonsense. The one and only, my cousin. DG Rodsey. What's up, people? <laughs> What's up, people? What's up, people? Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another call, another episode of Iconis. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to have some fun today. I hope you are sit back and relaxed. We're going to take you down a route that you never, you've never been here before. You're going to love it. Strap in, strap in, strap. I don't know which way you, which side of the country you are. You got to strap this way or you strap that way or you're doing double because you're going on a roller coaster of fun. We're going in, people. All right. I'm sure you all read and know what we're about to do. The Barrett. Oh man, like you were saying, strap in. Yeah, we're talking five point harness. And that's goals for this episode. Five, 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 five. I, I know if I did five times. The icon is today. Da, 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 da. Go, mighty armots. <laughs> well, we don't copyright. Don't get it. Don't take it in. Take it in. Take it in. Mighty orbots. We've teased it. We've talked about it. We hinted about mm-hmm. it. We said, mm. you know what? No time like the present. Go, oh, like mighty Orbots. Let's go. <laughs> I know we got off our, 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 our other theme song of Galaxy Rangers, right? <laughs> no guts, no glory. And I think that the mighty Orbot song, <laughs> the mighty Orbot song, it, it's up there, right? But, you know, we're still going to say G.I. Joe the movie. Cobra. Okay, so you see how the countdown is going, how we're going. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. Mighty Orbots. Before we kick it off, you know where to find me, Barry3D.com. Simple as that. Barry3D.com. Find everything where I'm going to be. I'm touring around. Um, I'm going out on the road with my brothers. Uh, and, yes, so we got a show. Uh, by the time this one comes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's real time. So if you're here in Ontario, May 20th out in Burlington, we've got it up on our, our pages. You know, you'll see it on the Barry3D.com website. It's called Straight Out of Burlington with my brother's. Um, a touch of gray, a touch of gray comedy. That's who I'm with. So it's me, mm-hmm. Dave Sokolowski, Thomas Patrice, Zolf Ali. The four of us are about to go wild. Comedy troupe about to hit the floor. Then in August, for our friends out in Montreal, we are coming your way. August 26th, August 27th. Once again, it's on the website. Look for it. You'll see it. We're touring. We're, we are hitting other uh, uh, dates in between. So more to be added. Nice. Rod, where can we find you? Listen, I'm out there on the internet, on the web, on the world wide web. Just starting with that way, but that's the only way I can tell everybody. I'm out there, people. <laughs> Go find your Instagram, find your IG, find your capital I, your little G, whatever way you want to put it. Find it on Instagram. You find me on Mr. Rodsey. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rodsey. Or if you're in the world of Twitch and you want to see some music and hear some fun and have some good time, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash DJ. Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to have some fun. Now, when you pass through, as I always say, make sure you say hi, say a holler, just give a shout out. I'll give you a shout out. Let's say, yo, I saw you, I saw you, I caught us. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, did we do that? So, oh, good. Cry, that hurts. <laughs> you can find us there. You can find me there. And then let's go. We're going to have some fun. Anyway, enough about the jibber jabbing, the jabber jibbing. We're going to get in. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all about <clears throat> my, my own box. Right on. And of course, we got to kick it off to one. The one makes <clears throat> it look so pretty. The one and only Jason Reese. Who am I talking about, Rod? Jay Bird Digital. 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 Jaybird Digital Arts. You need anything done, you reach out to Jaybird, tell them we sent you, right? Mm. Also, got to keep the books alive, got to keep the comic stores going. So if you're in Montreal, mm. check Swings Comics, check Swing Comics. If you're here in Ontario, out in Kitchener, wow, comics. Friends got of the it. show, right? Uh, Back to the Balcony with Jimmy, Paul Ash, the ba- Battle Com. You know what I mean? And as I said, Touch of Grey Matter with my boys. We have our YouTube show. Look for the links below. Please join. And, and. If you can help the channel grow, we've got a coffee page and we've gone a little bit further. Let me talk about this real quick and I'll talk about the end. We finally got ourselves a Patreon page. So look for, you know, patreon.com, Iconist Podcast. On there, yeah. we have a couple of tiers that we're going to be going with. One, you can actually put some polls, some comments and all that, the lowest tier. And then the other yeah. tier, you will see uh, videos exclusive to our Patreons out there. So if you want to see it, we've got two videos out there right now on Patreon donate help us grow and we got something back for you and for those that start joining we will add your names to the credits as a thank you in ongoing shows all, all right, right. We good we're good i think we're good mighty or bots <laughs> so first of all let's get it straight mighty or bots hmm. even though the show has made a big impact to us over the years and we're excited to talk about it the show didn't even last that long it was only a, t- a total of 13 episodes painful when you look at the number 13 13. i know 13 is a bad number but that 13 why do we stop at 13 well well see rod here it is a 13 might be a bad number but you know if you look at any tv episodes usually they go like 13 or 20 or 20 something for a season so it was short and sweet Mm -hmm. um and there's a couple of things that are unique about the series so one with mighty orbots only 13 episodes never got a season two we'll talk about that a little bit later on two 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 the other reason is it's one of the shows that gave a full ending to their characters, right? Obviously, every time you have mm. a character, the character's got to fight a villain. The, the Mighty Orbots had their villain, right? Uh, Umbra, and they fought him for 13 episodes. And in the last episode, they beat him. They, they beat him. So most of the time when shows or cartoons are on the air, especially back then, it will just kind of fade off into the distance. And you left it there with a question mark over your head going, what happened? What happened? What happened? And then you're on the fan mess- fan boards, messages, the forums, and you're looking around to see what happened to these characters. And people come up with imaginary tales. You start scrummaging around looking and say, hey, maybe the writer or the producer put up a little paragraph say this is what happened to my characters after it gives you some closure a lot of times the shows didn't have closure thunder the barbarian didn't have closure Mm -hmm. galaxy rangers didn't have closure right these are cartoons we would watch back in the day i mean and i'm thinking more north american when i come to think of it that they didn't have closure a lot of the anime they gave them more closure with the characters right Mm -hmm. or they would close off one story and maybe open another one but at least you know the, the story arc you're watching was closed mighty orbots had closure no need for therapy. No. I'm good. I'm good. You can right. write that one off. It's okay. I'm good. Yeah. No No need for therapy. We had closure. So as I said, Mighty Orbots only ran 13 episodes, right? Uh, originally, it started off in September 8th, 1984. 84. Wow. 
what was interesting about Mighty Orbots is even though it, you know, and cartoons at the time, when you look at the intro art, which is, you can Absolutely. see the overseas, the anime influence yeah, because it was yes. done yeah. by uh, a studio that did it over there. And the beauty is you, a lot of times when you look at these properties, if we look at, for example, one of my favorites, Battle of the Planets. Battle of the Planets had 108 episodes over in Japan. When they brought it over here in North America, they cut down the episodes because some of them were too violent. They had to re-edit it, put it out there, and it came out only to 84 episodes for season one as Battle of the Planets. But Gatcha Man was 108. Mm-hmm. Battle of the Planets was only 84. Right. Because th- that's what they would do, right? Power Rangers, same thing. Power Rangers was yep. a property that existed years before it came yep. to North American shores. Saban so turned around and got it, re-edited it, put uh, you know actors out of costume to be the Rangers, but in costume, in costume. it was all from overseas. That was already yep. done. Mm-hmm. It was splice and dice, people. Splice and dice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my finger! <laughs> Add it on in. That was a new monster. You know, Thumasaurus. <laughs> and that's what they do. But Mighty Orbots was commissioned by a North American company, given over to a Japanese company, made for North American audiences. So this is a property we did not even import. It was made overseas for North American, for North American audiences. Overseas, overseas too, they had it too, right? And I think that's why, because they are used to saying, we give it a beginning, we give it a middle, we give it an end. Right. You know, everyone here in North America went, okay. <laughs> because that's the Japanese way. We give it beginning, we give it middle, we give it end. Okay. <laughs> and that's why we have an ending for this show. So if they could, could it have come back for a second season? Absolutely. Uh, did we have closure for our first season? Absolutely. Completely. Uh, completely. Couldn't go wrong. Couldn't go wrong. So as I said, 1984 in September, first one drops. Poof, go! Mighty Arbutts! <gasps> you heard that? You started run. That, that's time to watch some good TV. Animation was good. The voices are good. Um, the, the designs were cool. So the, here's here's the, the the backstory. You got some of this backstory here, Rod. You want to jump in on or? Uh, no, no, no. You, you go, you go, you go. All right, and because you know, all right, I, I gave him a chance. People, I gave him a chance. He did, right? he did. I did. <laughs> I know, I know. It's good. So you know, let's go back with the the actual history. So Mighty Orbots was developed. The idea the idea was pitched by Fred Silverman, right? And this was probably to his response to all the the robot things that were happening there, right? So at the time, right. thing Voltron. Vehicle Voltron, you know, exactly. Transor Z coming off of, you know, uh, Golderak or, 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 you know, I mean, I, uh, oh my God, I'm like, I forgot his name now. And we just did a show on him a little while, a couple of months back. Or, oh, um, wow. I said, we, we know him as Golderak, and that's how it is in Quebec. Yes. Yes. Yeah, not well, Transor Z. Why... No, yeah. we'll come back to that. Well, I'll we'll jump back it out. You know what I mean? Big I'll jump we actually did an episode on it. See, right. gray matter sometimes. It's just a little bit slow. I get a little bit soft in the brain. I got a lot of things going on upstairs. And wow. Matt, Matt Manzinger. No, I know I'm close. I'm, and we all know I'm bad with names. This is why we all. Oh, Grindor. Uh, Grandizer. Grandizer. Thank you. Holy wow. Okay. See, I got too much robots on the brain, which goes to Fred's point that robots were a big thing. I know back in the day, kids were like cowboys and Indians and dinosaurs. This is why Jurassic Park does good. Cowboys and aliens, eh, it was interesting. But robots, giant robots? Come on. Power Rangers had a giant robot. As I said, Voltron, Vehicle Voltron, all the robot shows. 
you know, uh, Raiden, you know, Shogun Warriors. Uh, as a co- okay, all right, back on track. So he nope. went, obviously, you could see why he had to pitch it because I was one of these boys. He pitched this idea and came up with the characters. They came up with a pilot. The pilot was a kind of six minutes. They liked it. He said, oh, okay. And the pilot, you know, from that test that they did for the six minute test they did, they, the, the, when they pitched it, people liked it, said, we're going to run with it. And right. he went over <clears throat> and sent, and now the thing is, it was called Super Brutes. That was the first original name, not Mighty Orbots. Super Brutes. Now, Brutes spelled B R. O-O-T is in Tom, S. But it sounds like Brutes, B-R-U-T-E-S. That's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. So that's the only change. They changed it from Brutes to Orbots, right? Got produced by Tokyo Movio, to, the Toki, Tokyo Movie, Tokyo Movie, Shinshai, and International Intermedia Entertainment, right? In association with MGM, UA Television, right? So United States Television Broadcast you know, and it was a comp thing between uh, the United States and Japan, which was awesome. And and the characters were put together, right? So, you know, the series directed by Omaza Tezuka and his brother, you know, uh, Satoshi. Satoshi Tezuka. Right. Thank you. Yep. Uh, also worked on that, helped direct it. And then designs by Akio Suguni and mm-hmm. animation by uh, Shingo Akira. Forgive the pronunciation if I messed up the names. I'm sorry. The lips get in the way. It's a good thing my parents gave me a very simple name named Barry because I probably won't even be able to say my own name the way it goes at times. So this guy, you know, uh, this team was like, like, you know, the director himself, uh, they did a lot of, so Asuma did a lot of work. You know, he was on and, and helped uh, the TV series. Like, look, Astro Boy. Big X, Great Adventures of Goku, right? Based on mm-hmm. Journeys to the West, uh, Naughty Detective Cops, you know. So Astro Boy is the one that really stands out to me. Oh, here's one of my favorites, Lupin the Third, right? Which is also kind of ties into Lupin that you see on Netflix, right? Because all this was based off a novel. Right. So these are where these characters came from. So Lupin absolutely had me there. Uh, you know, aim for the ace. Uh, so it, oh, he's got like a ton, a ton space cobra. Now, for a lot of people out there who watch anime, you know who space cobra is. For a lot of you who might not, but you like music, hmm. if you look at a Daft Punk video, right? There's a Daft Punk song out there, and I have to I'll Google it during the show. In that video, it's all animated cartoon. You don't see Daft Punk in there at all. It just looks like a Japanese cartoon, a mishmash. That is actual scenes from Space Cobra. It's not music sounds better with you. That's that's what they're doing Stardust. I, I just saw that in my head, but no, I'm going to go back to that and look it up. Of course. And then, of course, Mighty Orbots, Bionic 6, Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light, like, Visionaries. Uh, you know, these are the things he worked on. And those were just the TV shows. And, of course, there's television specials like our famous Frosty the Snowman. Back in 1969, this guy is, you know, he's done a whole bunch of the Lupin stuff. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know, Glogo 13, Queen B, which is he's a professional assassin. So if you like the Hitman video game, go and watch Glogo 
right? G-O-L-G-O-13. Queen B, that's the one he worked on. Great manga, great fun anime, and it, but it's more adult themed. So let's be real on this. I said, if you like the Hitman video game and you watch this, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, the list literally goes on. So this brings back, so this is to show you the kind of wealth the, the, the director they got. A flipping one. Good on you. Got the director, you got the character designs, and you start off the whole thing. So we know where it starts for us here in, in real life, but where was it? What was the setting for this? Well, the setting was very simple for Mighty Orbots. This this whole thing started off in the 23rd century. The future is a time of robots and aliens. The people of Earth have banded together along with several other powerful alien races to promote peace throughout the galaxy, forming the United Planets. As part of the United Planets, the Galactic Patrol, a body of law enforcers, works to maintain order under the leadership of Commander Rondu. Mm. That was being said while the theme song is, mm, 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 mm. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm in. There's robots, there's aliens. You got, you told me what's going on. 23rd century. All right, I'm cool. I'm almost there. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this is even on that particular note, just to let you know that the actual person who did the voice for the narration for that was Gary Owens. Gary Owens was the person who did Hanna Barbera's Space Ghost, who did the voice for Space Ghost, as well as for Dynamut Dog Wonder. He was the human, the human, it was Blue Falcon, the Blue Falcon. So that was Gary Owens. So imagine now you understanding we're connecting ourselves with some great talent. Not only great director who directed a whole bunch of different, beautiful uh, other other projects that we have come to love, we now have a very known and well recognizable voice actor as a narrator. Absolutely, because one mm-hmm. huge fan. I mean, I mean, of course, we got this thing because, but we have our own personal favorite. So everyone knows. For me, it's like Gotcha Man, Giver, uh, you know. And if I got to come, you know, Mighty Orbots is up there for me. Right, uh, Space Ghost, Space Ghost, not Coast to Coast. I'm talking the original Space Ghost. That is fire for me, absolutely. Blue Falcon as a character was flipping cool, man. And when they redid him in the Scoob movie, 3D animated, I'm like, oh. Then you find out it's his son, and it was a little bit more comical. But he had that that cool plane, the suit. I'm like, mm, that's sweet. If you guys would have gone with a serious tinge to that instead of a comical tinge, that would have been a pure action, like blue. Even if it's a son, so and that was and the son's done by Mark Wahlberg. So, <clears throat> Space Ghost, Space Ghost, ah, uh, hear it in my head. Gotta watch it after. These it, it can't lose with the voice actors and all this setup, you know. And then even then, it still goes with the intro, still saying. However, a powerful criminal organization called Shadow. Not nothing to do with the shadow that we talked about before when we fan cast. No, not that shadow. one. No. No, no, this no, is a different no, shadow. No. Different shadow. Different. It's out to destroy both the Galactic Patrol and the UP LED, uh, UP, right? Led. Led by Lord Umbra, a massive cyborg computer, shadow employee, sinister agent, and includes schemes to attack and someday rule over all corners of the known galaxy. Oh. There is one thing that helps the fight. You no, know, this is one thing that helps fight against Shadow, and and this is where it gets into the whole thing. So we come to our first character, which is 
he seems a very unassuming Clark Kent kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob Simmons, no relation to Gene Simmons. Because that, that would be cool. Mm, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. His air guitar would be on fleek, as the people like to say. <laughs> I thought he would kill with that one. So, <sighs> Rob Simmons is um, he's an inventor and he's a, a secret member of the Galactic Patrol and he creates six robots. You know, and now the robots, now before we get it twisted, the robots are human size. They're not giant robots like the, the Power Rangers where they have to be kept separately because in the future, you have robots. So if you've seen iRobot with Will Smith, yeah. So if you've seen iRobot, <laughs> you see that they're human size in that, in that property, in that treatment of it. So they're not giant robots. And they go about their business, but Rob has invented this... Um, you know, machine and, 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 and certain molecules that when he hits a button, everything changes. So Rob is always in a trench coat. He's got glasses, blonde hair, very unassuming. He's in love with, and he's totally enamored with a girl named Dia, who's also in the Galactic Patrol. And her father is, you know, uh, 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 Ramdu, right? The leader of the, you know, let's call him the space police for now. But she's in there. She's a high up level agent. The thing is, nobody knows that Rob is the mighty Orbot's commander. It's a secret identity. The only person it knows is her father, right? right. That, that's, the, that's it. Lord, Lord, Lord Umbro. No, not Lord Umbro. Uh, commander Rondu. Commander Rondu is the only one that knows that Rob is, you know, the Orbot's commander. So Rob's always in his lab. And now Rob. If you see him, he's always, when they start the show, he's in his lab. He's got this big, huge house slash research facility. It's just him and the robots that are in there. He's always working on something, always tinkering on something to help mankind. Not weapons. He's not, he's not a Tony Stark kind of guy. He's more kind of building in machines to help further mankind. That's what it is. He's not about war, but he understands what's going on. So he's invented this. He's got the robots. You know, Commander Rondu knows. Nobody else knows. They're the same person. When needed, he gets called. Rob starts running down, hits his watch. His costume changes into his, his, you know, kind of, I would say, battle armor, but it's not armor. The costume changes. He gets a helmet, Mm -hmm. puts it on. He runs over to, uh, uh, he's got a flying car, like the Jetsons. Right. So basically, he turns into, basically, hits his watch. He turns, basically, his clothes turns into, like, the Omni suit. Yes. It turns into the Omni suit. And basically when he basically, yeah, he flows out and just runs like so. Then basically part of the whole transition, the whole type of movement is that he, as Barry said, he's in a flying car, a.k.a. what they call the beam car. The beam car is piloted by one of the robots. Cool? Pray tell? Hmm. I wonder. Oh, no. Tell could me it, more. It could be, um, uh-oh. Oh no! Oh no! What? Oh oh! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no I what? think I know who it might be. No, you know what? Oh no! Oh no! Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the very first robot was created by Rob Simmons. Rob Simmons created the first robot. His first robot was called Oh No. Oh no! Yes. What? Oh no! Is it? No no! Oh no! Oh, no way. Are we having a bad connection? No no no! Oh no! We're not having a bad connection. We're just oh no! We're talking about the first robot. Oh, talking you're first talking o- about Orbot. one of the mighty Orbots. One of the Orbots. Oh, or- oh no! no. no. Oh, I thought we were having a bad connection. Like, oh no, something's going wrong. No, oh no, 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 we're good, we're good. No, there's no oh no problem. We're having oh no fun. 
Oh, no, so much fun, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we're talking about. So we're going to be talking about the first one. The yes. first robot that he made was basically, the first one is the name, Oh, No, basically just to express the her personality. It's basically, Oh, No resembles a small female-sized child with a demeanor of the mother hen personality of a bossy little sister that often gets the unnerve of Rob and the others. She's feisty. She's just, but yes, she's supportive in her role as Rob's assistant. Ono helps keeps the lab running and the rest of the team in line. And at times, she feels neglected and unappreciated. But, but through but through thick and thin, she's always there to lend the team a hand and a nag one when needed. So basically, she is Rob's assistant. She is the one who's there to keep the team together. So starting off, it's Rob. Then he connects with Ono in the beam pilot. I mean, in the in the in the beam, car. beam the beam car. Thank you. The beam car and pilots away towards the other. Now, what are we talking about? Who else is here? Let's see. Who else is here? Barry? Well, who, well who else first of all, then team? we got we got you know the power of the team, right? We got you know as I said, he's a, he's a big kind of tough guy. He his tough name guy? is Tor. T O R. Tor. So, Tor. Tor. Not Tor. Tor. And Not I didn't Tor something. Nothing's Tor. Nothing. Oh, then all tour. right, then right. Hey, the torso, maybe the Tor of a torso. Oh, that could be it. Pop. There we go. Pop. There we go. Pop. So we got Tor. So Tor yeah. is, as I said, when you see Tor the first time, he's mostly mm-hmm. silver. He's got like a red chest plate, and you see him lifting weights. <laughs> like so, it really tells you like he's almost the bodybuilder of the team, and he sees himself as the leader of the Orbots, right? Mm-hmm. But. In reality, it's probably more Ono who's a leader because, as you said, she's a mother hen. So even though she looks like a young girl, she's the one that chases after him saying, hey, don't do this. Don't do that. You've got to do this. Why are you not? So she's really the one that kind of keeps him in line. But Tor mm-hmm. looks more like the leader. You know, he's kind of got him on the loof personality. He, he, he's quick thinking on his feet. Um, and, and, and you're right. He forms like the chestal area, the torso of when they become giant robots. Mm-hmm. So. He's human size, but he, he's got he's got the bodybuilder f- physique. Let's just go with that mm-hmm. way. And he's uh he, he's pretty much an easy going guy. He's always got a smile on his face. He's there to jump in. And even though, and let's get it straight, there's two things you got to know about Mighty Orbots, right? One, Mighty Orbots when they're not united as one robot because they do merge and form. Like, you know, how Menasaur or Devastator or um, Voltron, five become one, or really six, because, you know, it's like that. But on the outside, five become one, and they all have a part of the body they form. They, 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 when they're separated, they're still Mighty Orbots. When they merge into one, it's Mighty Orbot. <laughs> the name doesn't really, it's like, oh, look, it's the Orbots. Oh, it's Mighty Orbot. Or Mighty Orbots. They, they never change the name. It's not saying, oh, it's Mighty Orbots. And they <clears throat> merge to form, you know. One. Right, right. So, you know, like Orbot One or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. So this this is who it, it starts off with. And he's the, the, the first one that comes about. Uh, so it's Tor. Then we go into the next one. And who do we got here, Rod? We have Bort. Bort. Now, Bort, Bort, when you see him, he's a very, very fine individual. Uh, he's, a, he's very, he's very thin in nature. He's a very yeah. slim, very particular robot. You basically look at him like, oh, you're like the, oh, you're the, 
you're in a very odd, nervous uh, brother of uh, everyone. So, yes, he basically is that one with the nervous personality, always not only questioning his own abilities and what he does, but always just just kind of nervous that whatever he does isn't doing it right. Uh, am I doing the right thing? Whatever the case would be, he's always feels like he's always second-guessing himself. But right. when the time comes, again, he always be able to pull his weight, always to make sure that he contributes. And, you know, it's, you know, his ability to think fast, but, um, sorry, Tor, that's Tor, sorry, Bort, he's basically the type of individual that, you know, he has a morphing power. So right. he has the ability to basically construct his body into whatever is needed at the time. If you're needed to uh, be a plane, because even when it starts off, he starts off when Rob is now calling all the robots to come together. When Bort comes out from where he's hiding and, and charging, he's coming out of the shape of a plane, of a biplane. Yes. Right. So right. he's the morpher of the team. When we Absolutely. need a particular machine or anything like that, he has the ability to form what is needed at the time. Exactly, at the time. So Tor, let's get it right. So Tor is the torso of the body. When he forms, mm-hmm. when they got to form Mighty Orbot, right? Tor mm-hmm. is the torso, the head of that. And then everyone has to connect on right. to him, oh. right? right? Bort forms, yeah. he's the right the lower leg. leg. That's Bort. Mm-hmm. And Bort, but outside of that, Tor has a strength. Bort is, you put it, he can morph in anything. So he's a transformer within a transformer. Pretty much. Anything they need, he, he could turn himself into, uh, you know, within that kind of size frame. You know, and then we bring down to one one of the you know the th- one of the three females on the team. So we have mm-hmm. oh no, little girl as Rod said, mm-hmm. and then there's but you know Bo and Boo, right? These are the you know the two females of the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even introduce a, it's like Bo, Bo, da, 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 da. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> so one's B O, oh. the other one's B O O. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, it was catchy. It was catchy, man. So, you know, she's the most outgoing, assertive member of the team. So this is Boo we're talking about. She's the most outgoing, assertive member uh, and very confident of the female members of the teams. She likes to pray practical jokes. She can't, which they do backfire on her at times. Um, and, and, and she learns the hard way. But she's definitely out there. And her primary colors are, you know, yellow and orange. So when she turns around and they form Mighty Orbots, she transforms into the left arm. And she has like energy beams that she can throw. Uh, so uh, I just want to make sure I got it right. So she's more, sorry, whirlwind, water geysers. That's where her powers are. Her powers are more right. elemental, right? And then we bring in her, I guess, her sister, as we'd say, Boo. Her you know, twin sister. Your twin, exactly, your twin sister. And she's the shyest member of the team, soft spoken, um, yet to prove as brave as her twin in combat. So even, you know, standing up for herself and others. So even though she might be soft-spoken, don't get that twisted. And mm-hmm. she can do things like turn herself invisible, create force fields, levitate, and even teleport. So the, the you know and form optic illusions. So these robots are, are a powerful team before they get into themselves. You know, and when she's forming, she also be, she becomes the right arm of uh, of the robots of Mighty Orbot. So, you know, this now brings us down to, so we got the arms, we got the torso, we got a leg. Yes, yes. What do we need? We need yes. one more leg. We need another leg to stand on, right on. Right on. Mm-hmm. That brings us to who, Rod? That'll bring us to Crunch. Now, Crunch is the comical, chubby, 
as they call him, he is the um, metal disposer. Uh, he's a metal disposer. He basically he eats anything. He basically has a trap jaw. So if you remember from James Bond, you remember uh, was it Lockjaw? Lockjaw yeah, from, lock from 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 Lockjaw from um, oh from no Jaws, Bond Jaws, Jaws, just straight Jaws. Correct, sorry, right. Jaws from from uh from the Bonds. He had that metal teeth, jagged. Crunch had that. He was a cartoony version, but he will eat and consume anything. He consumes literally anything. He's just a walking garbage disposal. So his body, he will be able to digest anything and be able to convert it into energy. So he's great in any tight, any particular tight jams. You're like, you know what? We need a disposal time. We need to get it. We're trapped underneath. Hold on a second. I'll just eat my way through. <clears throat> and becomes like a big human Pac-Man. Right? That's what he's saying. And and the funny thing about it, he's he has that little stout body. He's just like a little a little a little big teddy bear type of scenario. But uh-huh. he is just like the the comical. He's the comical one in that regard. So yeah. definitely he is that. And as Barry's saying, he's now the missing foot. So now he's the left lower leg of Orbot. And Absolutely. And again, his primary colors are purple and black. So yeah, what? See, that's one or two. Rod's favorite colors, right there. That's purple, you know. So as I said, and 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 just to give you a quick rundown. So oh no, she was voiced by Noelle North, right? Mm -hmm. Tor was voiced by, and I'm talking just North America. I'm not talking the the Japanese. But if we go, sorry, we go to Japanese. So oh no, was done by Noelle North, or in Japan uh, by Miko Ito. Mm -hmm. Tor was done by Bill Martin. And in Japan, it was Tashuo Jinda, Bort. Uh, let's see here. Do we have the voice? Okay. Uh, was voiced by Lou Castello, right? I, I don't have the the um, the Japanese name. Oh, I made my mistake. Yes, he was. Sorry. He was yeah. voiced by no, yeah. Jim McGeorge. Jim McGeorge. Right. And in Japan, he was uh, Ken Yamashuku, Yamashuji. Yamaguchi, 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 Yamaguchi. Oh my gosh, yeah. my eyes are hurting me. Right, <laughs> you know, uh, Bo was done here by Cheryl Alberoni, and mm-hmm. in Japan it was Akira Habino. Boo mm-hmm. was done by Julie Bennett, mm-hmm. and in Japan it was uh, Hitomi Okawawi. Okawawa. Right. Oh wow, and almost done. I'm almost done. Virtual names. I'm sorry. And Crunch was done by Don Messick. Mm-hmm. And overseas in Japan, it was Ikuo Sawika. Sawika. There we go. <laughs> Close enough, Rod. You better these names than I am, man. So these are the characters now. That, that, and, and, and the thing is, when they formed, I'm not, I wouldn't say, I don't know how tall they would get, but they would get pretty tall. When they would form, they would wow. get... They would basically... Let's, let's go as a point of reference. Mm-hmm. Let's go like Voltron. They were literally to the height of maybe I would say if not three quarters of Voltron's height, right? it was full Voltron height. Like I, I was always every time I watch it and I look at that and I'm like thinking how do we get from that particular size from basically being our normal human height because that's what they are. Thor was the only one per se. He was more of that big bodybuilder type of physique. 
So you yes. can imagine that bodybuilding type of physique just walking through the mall. Excuse me, how you doing, ladies? How you doing, ladies? All right, right, right. You got right. any tight shirts up here, ladies? I need some tight shirts. Thank you so much. You know that that was it. Uh, uh, Bort was mostly that that slim particular individual. Let's think like Sheldon. He yes. has he has that slender kind of you know physique like Sheldon. Uh, yeah. Bo Bo and Boo, you know they were just like teenage girls type of you know you know just you know everything was good. Crunch. Crunchy was just that roly-poly type of guy like, hey, I like right. food. I'm going to eat. What we got? Listen, you going to eat after this show? Are we finish after this? Hey, after this after this battle, we got something to eat? You got something for me? Oh, no? <laughs> Nothing? Because he just loved, he just a comic relief and he just loved to eat. So well, trust it. me. But that was his problem because nothing could have kept him down. Nothing. He's like, yo, we going to eat right now? Like, listen, I just use a lot of pelt, a lot of energy. You got anything? Oh, no? <laughs> How about the beam car? Can I eat the beam car? No. All right, Rob. Jenny from being car. That's, you know, yeah. that's, that's it. So, yeah, that's the physique aspect of it. So seeing that they grew to the height of Voltron, I will admit that was always one of those things that I can't, like I'll say right now, I can't recall off the top of my head if that was ever explained. No, um, and, and I've come up with an assumption, right? So my assumption is, uh, and you're right, I think he is about that tall looking at past pictures so my assumption is mm-hmm. the reason they can get that tall is when they start to merge you know well this happens even before then this goes into the the vention with rod and his omni suit he's right. had to probably impart that technology within them it causes them to change into to larger than themselves yeah increase in size increase yeah. in size interlock together and then when they're locked together it's held together with you know uh crunch because crunch is getting all the extra power right now for the rest of them to remain in that form then they can all use their powers individually and on top of it you'd still hear their voices so it's not to say that they would merge and then they would all lose their consciousness each one could still talk to each one even though they were merged together so and the beauty of it which was so cool is that once the the mighty orbot itself formed it still wasn't on like the robot would get all together all of them could still talk but it was like kind of like well it's kind of motionless and you see the chest plate open up and the beam like, car, the beam car would fly inside the chest, lock, and then the car would open up like a flower from the top. So if you're looking down, it would open up like a flower, interlock from the bottom, spin around, and then Ono and Rob were in the driver's seats right. with a whole computer console inside Mighty Orbot. So that car would transform itself into a full-out command center within there and in, interlock all the systems. Like, okay, guys, let's go. So let let me just give you everyone a a quick understanding how big to to get to the visual. Let's get them relatively to right now. The Omni car was about the size of a full, full deluxe, you know, sedan. It was thick and wide. Yes. And just long like a like a sedan, but it was thick. So I mean, you had to so imagine that. So when the doors open, it had enough room for about a car or two cars, you know, width. For them to fly through. So I'm just yeah. saying, if that was just the chest part and you still have size, this is what we're saying: that the the body, the torso of of um, Orbot, mighty Orbot, was giving you practically the size of a, a good decent sized house. So imagine that built up and everything along that line. So listen, just giving you the understanding, like, yeah. We're not playing with no little tea toys right here, though. No, 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 no. They were, they were sizable. And that was the fun of it, no that they still were able to access all their powers individually Absolutely. and combine their powers together while they're a mighty Orbot. 
So right. this is, I said, just going forward, but just not confused. When we say mighty Orbots is when they're all separated. When we say mighty Orbot, it's because they formed as one. So, and it's not to say, okay, they would all get inside. So they form mighty Orbot. Rob and Ono fly inside. The beam car would open up, spin around. Boom. It's like a, a circular command center. Rob's at the controls, ready to go. And they can't take off until Ono, her chest plate opens up. Right. And then comes out and interlocks uh-huh. and puts in the sequence to fully make sure that everyone's united kind of thing so it's pretty much you got the car but no key ono was a key key. yeah you get rid of ono there's an episode where ono changes itself from robot to human and we can't form mighty orbots (laughs) right and you're like oh so let's show you how each person is important to it exactly right now why do we you know why do we not get season two it had we, the following. We, we had the following. It had the studio. It had the everything going well. It's going well for it. Mm-hmm. And then, as we said before, it was like almost like Transformers. Is that one property? And what property are you saying, Barry? Are you talking Transformers? No, no. It was GoBots. Mm-hmm. Tonka said that Mighty Orbots was too similar to yeah. Mighty <laughs> GoBots. Take him to court. And that was it. That was it, people. That that was it. That that was it. Now, you know, a lot of you might be aware, and some of you might not be. So we're gonna clear some things up real quick, and I won't go into the details of this whole case because it's very convoluted. We're gonna go back to GoBots. So here in North America, everyone's like Transformers, and then GoBots came out after, and they're like, oh, oh, GoBots is copying Transformers. No, 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 no. What happened was Tonka got the rights. To Transformers brought him mm-hmm. from Japan over here. We're working on ways to develop it to put it out to the audience, but and then started kind of just releasing them how they were released in Japan, right? Uh, just make the toys, put it out there. There was really no backstory, no cartoon at the time. It was something being worked on, right? And then, um, uh, you know, Transformers came over. I can't remember which cartoon, which comic is it was Kenner that had Transformers. Uh, I, I, you know, no, I'm Mattel. Mattel, sorry, yes, Mattel. So Mattel went and got Transformers after. Now, the original Transformers were never interlocked in any kind of story. It was just one company making all these kind of Transformers. So you had two different companies that were making them. Tonka bought one. Mattel bought the other one. And Mattel says, we need to get this to market as quick as possible because we know our competition has something. I think ours is better. How can we get it out? And that's when they turned around and did a campaign with the... Transformers miniseries that they dropped the first time more than meets the eye and and everyone was like whoa yeah <laughs> and that's how Transformers seemed to be first but in reality GoBots were released first first yeah so of course now Tonka's taking that hit like but we're not second we didn't copy the idea we're original and then Tonka turned around and said Mighty Orbots. Wait a minute. What do you mean, Mighty Orbots? You mean Mighty Gobots? No, Mighty Orbots. Oh. No, no, we don't own Orbots. Who's Orbots? We got Gobots. And they said the names are too similar. It was a whole court case. It got ugly. People wanted money. People wanted cease and desist. The whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. And that's why Mighty Orbots never got a second season because the studio that had it said, nah, this is too much trouble, too much money, back and forth. I'm out. Deuces. Deuces were out. And that was the end of Mighty Orbots, unfortunately. Um, and I know they did release some toys limited 
but it was not near as what I think it should have gone or could have gone. Completely. Completely. <sighs> so, yeah, once a god of times, it's like the kids are ready to play, but then the adults turn around and ruin it because people get greedy. There's enough for everybody, people. Come on, people. There's on, enough now. for everybody. So this is why we never got that second season. That's why I kind of wait the way to dinosaur. Now, who has the rights right now? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Tonka mm-hmm. did find it, buy it. And that's the interesting thing is in North, over in Japan, you can make a giant robot, put it to the market. Kids will say, hey, that looks cool. Mom, dad, can you buy that for me? They'll get it. And they'll make up the whole play in their mind of, is this robot a good robot, a bad robot? It's from outer space. It's from Earth. They, their imagination, and they're, they're used to saying, oh, giant robot. Okay, I'm going to take this giant right. robot, fight this giant robot. That's it. Here in North America, we need direction. So we don't know if, if we see a robot. It's like, okay, but but what's his backstory? And and that's how the marketing is here in North America. So these right. are why the, these cartoons are so important to let kids know. Because the Transformers line where there was Optimus and Megatron, the, overseas, even though they had the names, right, in Japan, they didn't know about Decepticon and, Mega, and, and Autobots. There was oh. no roar, roar going on. It was like, oh, these robots are going to fight each other. And that's how the kids play. And then it, it was us that came here in North America who got it and said, we need to give it a backstory. All right, these ones are the good guys because yeah. they're cars. Yeah. These ones are the bad guys because they're weapons. Uh, we're going to give them this symbol of Decepticon. This one is Autobot. All right, make a backstory. He's a leader. He's a leader of the bad guys. They came from another planet. All right, we're good. So here in North America, we tell the kids how to, to use the toys and how to interact and who to buy to counteract who. Where in Japan, you just buy it and let your imagination run wild. So there's some well, kid over in Japan mm-hmm. saw Optimus, saw Megatron, and said, mm, maybe they're brothers. <laughs> right? Right? It, 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 that imagination's gone different. He probably didn't even have them fighting each other. He probably took those two toys home and said, Godzilla? Yeah, well, Godzilla's always attacking Tokyo. Let's do this. And, and maybe they're and made it. by humans to defend Tokyo. That's how it can so, play on his imagination. Here, we, we did it differently. So, Well, see, the, the scenario, for one, I remember, I'm trying to remember which, uh, I saw a show that was more of a documentary, and they were saying, like, more or less, is when they were bringing over, um, Osama was bringing over Power Rangers. Yes. Uh, during that particular documentary that I saw, you said it correctly. North America, they grew up, up to that point, it was all G.I. Joe army type of dolls there was really nothing too too major they may have the, the barbie you know definitely barbie but male wise right, right. for toys for for boys little boys and stuff like that was always the army type of fight fight you know with gun and rifles and stuff like that so try to convey north america to understand like you know what these are giant robots or like the you know power rangers at that point the same way uh, they have no clue. They like in marketing, and all kids were like confused. Like I, I don't know what to do with these. I, yeah, exactly. I, I'm confused. I don't. But because Japan, they've been in that type of anime for years. Ever. Ever. It's now by the time the '80s come, you're now looking. You're now talking to uh, a a child or a person who's been watching anime since the '70s. They grew up. They were born birth into anime over there. It was right. like, all right. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I can do this. I can do this here. America, we weren't, they weren't ready for that. They weren't ready for that. So this is a slow buildup. Now to go back to what you're saying, you know, we don't have, can we get a second, uh, second season? This is where I can say, yes. Why? Because now we are like the Japanese culture in the eighties. We now have grown up. Everybody. 
as yes. accustomed to any type of anime, type of uh, imagery, movies, cartoons, anything like that. You know, hard, you know, hard, like physical robots, anything along that line. So this would honestly be the perfect time. Like, listen, I, I can't even mentally count how many different type of cartoons and anime that's going on right now that we are watching. Old ones from back in our day has become cult classics, and I can't even list off, like, Robotech, yes. you know, uh, Transformers. Uh, you know what? I was just, I just saw an image here to give me a quick, I was just going off, and I just like, oh, yeah, I remember you, and I remember you. So, like, Voltron, uh, Grandizer Z, as we were saying earlier, original Transformers, uh, Gundam, you know, uh, Robotech. Listen, there are uh, Macross. There's so much stuff in the 80s that was slowly trying to filter through. Now, those things, there's, it's becoming second nature. It's yeah, like exactly. children now are birthed into anime, into cartoons now. It is not a problem. So can they do a second season? Easily. You know what? Let's just go what they've done with, I've said, I know I've said it before in previous shows in regards right. to um, um, Thundercats. When they redid Thundercats. Hey. My hat's off to them. They gave us some depth. They gave us some realism and made that more of a, a show that you would definitely, you could fall for. And again, very hurtful that they only did one season. Two, was only two one seasons. season. Two right? seasons. No, I think two it was seasons. two seasons. They did two seasons. They did two seasons yeah. for that. And it but just, it matured again, so well. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, again, we're now talking about uh, Voltron, Legendary Defender. That one is easily six or seven. Although yeah, there's series again are short. End, that was well done. Well done. You so, know, got a proper ending. Completely. So, basically, Mighty Orbots can be revisited. Mighty Orba can be brought back, as you want to make it sound, brought back to life. There is a clientele for them. I'm telling you that if it was done right now, they, with the proper, um, with the up-to-date, basically, drawings and anime, I mean, I, Lord, you can, you can go as, you can go as in-depth as it did with Thundercats, or you can still give it that loose kind of, uh, cartoonish ways which is very similar to the original if they went with uh, Voltron and if we went that type of anime drawing style right. it would be perfect right now. You can do that you will have people follow, uh, gra- gravitating to you very easily. Um, I, it's, it's, it's a, to me it's, it's not even saying it's a no brainer. No. It's something that has, it, it could be easily done. It could be easily done. Yeah, I, I, I agree with yeah. you because even though, as I said before at the beginning of this podcast, that they did give an ending where they beat uh, uh, Lord Umbra. Just because he's mm-hmm. been beaten doesn't mean he, he's not dead. He's just Why beaten. Don't. They might have won the battle. It took him 13 episodes. They didn't win the war. Or someone else could come and replace him. There's, there's a lot of advancement in there. So there's Rob who about his love interest. Will he keep his secret identity and go further? What will happen with Mighty Orbots in the future? Do they get right. upgrades? Do they turn around at one point and burn out? Do, there's so many things. Do they retire? There's so many possibilities that can get even further. Does Rob turn around and take over uh, you know, Commander Rondu's position? Because maybe he goes up and something happens that Rondu has to retire. We don't know. He goes... So many possibilities. So let me. So on a side note, before we fan cast it, I know I mentioned at the mm. top of the show that there is Space Cobra, the cartoon Space Cobra, and if you right. want to see the music video where Space Cobra is in, in the Daft Punk song, and it's very simple. The song is called "One More Time." 
one more time by Daft Punk. You look at that song, you will see the the art style from Space Cobra, and then you can look nice. at Space Cobra and say, oh, so when you see that blonde guy running around with a smirk, that that's Space Cobra. That's where the nice. stuff came from. One nice. more time video, Daft Punk. Now, let's just get down to it. We're near mm. the end of the show, so we're going to do it. We got to fan cast it. That's what we're here yeah. for. We talk about let's it. We it. get some history about it. We talk and mm-hmm. we shout out to our friends, and then we fan cast it. So we're going to go through, we're going to go through Rob. We're going to go through all the Orbots. Okay. For voice work. So uh, let me say, I know a lot of times <clears> we say live or, vo- or cartoon. I vote cartoon. Continue to cartoon. It started off good. Let's keep yeah. it going. I don't want to see this live action treatment. That's my point. Rod, what about you? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cartoon. I'm cartoon because we won't be able to, because like I said, prior to some previous ones. Yeah. We will not be able to get depth from the characters if we did a show, if we did a movie yeah i got two and a half hours i basically have one two three four five six seven characters to get a feel for in and that's just the mighty orbot plus rob we're not talking about the commander we're not talking about the rest you know that's just the uh, no so commander, many people. no one no, yeah exactly it's, right it's too short of a time frame to get a better a good depth understanding of all those characters. So it gotta be, it gotta be cartoon. It's gotta be. I agree. So we're going to do this. We're going to do this one by one, right? So make it easier for for us and for you guys listening to hear our choices. You know how it goes. We never discuss who we have ahead of time. We just kind of throw it out in the podcast and go, Oh, all right. So, right. So if we had to break it down, let's go with, uh, obviously we're going to go with Rob, right? Got it. Got it. So we're going Rob Simmons, the Orbat commander. For myself, Mm-hmm. I wanted someone to have that can play a soft voice, but a commanding voice at the same time. If you've got to be the Orbot's commander, you have to command. But the rest of the time in life, you've got to turn to how to heat down a little bit and not give yourself away. To right. me, Phil Lamar. <laughs> Rob's walking away. That, that's where I'm going with. So Phil Lamar, if you're not sure about Phil Lamar's uh, work, you would see him on Mad TV playing the, the anti-UPS guy. He's a little skinny, you know, thin, thin guy himself stop it right stop it but stop his it. voice heavy you let off with that no go yeah. i know where you're about to go you should have went this one first go on right so phil lamar to me is he's done the voice for john stewart on green lantern he's done the voice for samurai jack in that whole series phil lamar has got that you see phil and you're like oh okay then you hear phil talk you're like oh okay right if you close your right. eyes, Phil will have you walking through, you know, the enemy lines. So there we go. Phil Lamar. Oh, wow. Hit me with I, was, I was, I will admit you got me on that one. Like my person is good, but I, I wasn't coming to the heavy, the heavy tenor. I wasn't coming for that ever. I was saying with a save with your chest. Say so your chest here is going to talk to you. That's Phil Lamar. Not your chest. Your chest here is a talking to you. That's right? Phil Lamar. Um, I was gonna go with, I was gonna go with Tom Holland. I was oh. going with Tom Holland because I was going more of the light. Like he still, he he has that ability to play the. You said it earlier, the bumbling type of Clark Kent type of second personality type of person. Right. So I was gonna say that because, oops. So yes, we we seen him in you know in, in Spider Man, and he has a lightheartedness, whatever the case would be. Uh, Seen a couple, haven't really heard it often enough, but we we heard him in Uncharted. So the trailer for Uncharted is coming out. Now he's playing Nathan Drake, but that's supposed to be a very commanding type of role. You know, he's a 
you know, he's an adventurer and stuff like that. So he would be able to pull that, you know, as uh, be able to pull that, take control, take command, and let's say, okay, we're going to do this team. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Because mm-hmm. he still has that young voice. So I was going with that, but... I like your choice. Though. I like your choice because your choice would really, yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I was going Phil Lamar, man. I'm starting Ooh. captain. I mean, if I needed someone to lead, that's who I'm going to lead. But, 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 Ooh. Phil Lamar. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to down my like Tommy, Tom, 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 you listening. I got you. Got you. You're Tom. good. I'm with you, Tom. You're, you're, you're my man. You're my, you're my, you're my boy. You're my boy. I'm in. Yeah. But whoo, this guy just came out and just gave me double barrels to the chest. Phil Lamar. <laughs> whoo. Chest hair we're talking there, boy. Chest hair we're talking. Chest hair. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Let me see if I can get you my second one. So now we're going to go with, oh, no. Mm. So with, Got it. oh, no, I was going with the voice actress of Tara Strong. <laughs> Barry, I'm, I'm just thinking that you have been upset with me from the previous month. And you just said, friggin', I'm just going in. Cha-cha. <laughs> Lock, stock, and barrel. We're going in. I'm taking out your chest. I know we're family, but I'm taking your chest out, son. Cuz I'm taking your chest out. Woo! He coming in strong with Terra Strong. Terra okay. Strong. Okay. So okay. If you don't know, Terra Strong has Woo! done a lot of voice work. She's done voice work on Powerpuff Girls. She's done voice work on you know Timmy Turner. She's she, she, My Woo! Little Pony. She's got it going on. Just Sorry, spin the wheels. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be. Woo! Cause right. As Ono, spin the wheel. Who, who do you As got for Ono? Who do you got for Ono? Listen, I see your voice actress, and mm-hmm. I count your voice actress. Unfortunately, my girl has a little bit more clout, a little bit more. I'm going to go with a Cree Summer. <gasps> I was like, this guy was, <laughs> he went voice on me. I went, I came back, but because this, this, this is Cree. Now, Cree has that range. I know Tara has the range. So I'm not even knocking it. Terror has the range. But Cree has that range. Cree. Cree will Cree will just take you and make you. Listen, we don't need anybody to be belittled or anything like that. But Cree will make you cry. I will watch this and Cree will talk to me and tell me, clean up my room. And she's talking to Crunch. And I will put the I will put the show on pause and go clean my room. Cree told me, clean up my room. Right. I'm 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 like ah ah Ooh. Ooh. okay 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 Ooh. okay but right, listen right. yeah yeah she has she has the voice I can't even it's, I okay can't. you know what it's it's like there's too many aside from me to like I'm like going through here like like okay oh my gosh it's right. it's we family but I hate we're you family we family but I hate you ah, okay, so put, put, a no, but, put a pin in yeah, that put a pin in that okay. But, Put a pin no, that, that was a that was a good that was a good fight back. That was a good fight there. Okay, I'm gonna see, say. See, see, you, you can't see it. My list, my list is here. It's hard to see, but my list is here. Uh-huh. All right, okay. So I, I'm not even a joke. So we go, we gonna jump one, and I'm gonna show you something right now. Right. So when it came to Bo and Boo, mm-hmm. I had one of the voices for the twins as Cree Summer. Touche, touche. Right. She was so, no, honestly. She was she was on my list for that, but then I'm realizing, no, I can't put her as boo. I can't put her a boo or boo or boo. No, 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 no. All right, She's so hold on. Oh, no. So we, we go. So I got you. That's good though. That's good. So just because so we're on the girls' race, we're on the twins, right? So we're yeah. talking about okay. Bo and Boo. Okay. So with Bo as the more avert one, I was going to go Cree Summer, 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for Boo, who's the more silent, kind of shyish one, I was going to go with uh, Grey DeLaced. So she's the voice actress for Catwoman, Selena Kyle. From from um, uh, sorry, sorry. So which which Selena are we talking? Are we talking about from uh, Harley Quinn? No, 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 no. This is uh, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up right now. She's done okay. TV shows. Hold on. She's done. Say say her name again. Gray Delist. D E. So Gray and then Delist. D E L I S T. Okay. L I S. Yeah. Delise. Okay. I thought it was a T. Oh. Yeah. Delise. There we go. And I know oh, she's oh, done great. Catwoman. Uh, I can't remember which Catwoman she did. She did Catwoman Selena Kyle, but I'm not sure if it's the animated series. Uh, but I will find out right now which Catwoman she did. <clears throat> I just taking. I'm trying to pull this on IMDb. Why is why is she just pause like I can't find it? Okay, let's go here. Um, I need I need to find a show. Right. See, I, I know she's playing Catwoman. That's what I'm looking for right now. And I'm... Okay, we'll come. We're oh, come back. Oh, oh wait, hold on. I think I think I think I got it. I think I got it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Rugrats, Johnny Bravo. Uh. Powerpuff Girls, okay. She's uh, very odd. Okay, of course that's where she run up with Tara. So okay, you cool. You got you got two people who work together. Yeah, so the Infinite good. Crisis video game. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, Saladin Shout Showdown. She was in Saladin Showdown. Okay, Daddy Phantom, Justice League, Shifter and Downpour on Justice League Unlimited. Right. Okay. So she was yeah, she was Catwoman in a video game. But you know, she's done the the voice of Velma. She's oh. done the voice of um, what's oh. Timmy oh, Turner's uh, babysitter. I'll 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 make it even easier for everybody to recognize Avatar: The Last Be- um, Airbender. Princess Azula. She played Azula. There we go. That's my bow and boo. So it's Chris Summers okay. and Gray Delisi. Okay. So Delisi is the more timid one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because Selena Kyle, when playing that Selena Kyle voice, she's not, ah, she's very calm. She's like a femme right. fatale. She plays it very smooth, soft-spoken. Okay. okay. Right? Every okay. time you see, right, you don't hear her yelling and screaming. She's always okay. the quiet thunder. All right. All right. So you know what? It's funny. It's interesting. You, you brought two people who've worked together. Um, Cree and Tara. So I'm gonna go my boo and my boo and bow, mm-hmm. but bow and boo. So, so for Bo, uh-huh. this particular actress, uh, she's worked with uh, one of the other actors I've mentioned. She's basically worked with Rob in his real life. Basically, she's dating Rob right now. No, I'm talking about yes, I'm talking about her. Zendaya, Zendaya will be Bo. Emotional damage. <laughs> Jeez. So Jeez. I would have as her because again she could be the she has like again Bo is aggressive. You're not aggressive, but she's a very strong voice type of scenario. 
So yeah. Zendaya does have that ability. And again, still have that little twerky type, not twerky, but that nice little simple kind of um, conversation. And I want to get back to when we, at least I first came across her indirectly due to my daughter and stuff like that, watching, uh, was it Good Luck Charlie? I think it was Good Luck Charlie. Right. Or what was it? One of those, one of those early ones that she it had to be Good Luck Charlie. Good no, no, it's not Good Luck Charlie. I know we talked about it's, it's a dance show that she had with, um, yeah, Disney Plus. It was her and, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Then, the, uh, was it Hand Farm? No. I, I, I know, but you know, girl, right, shake it right up, shake girl. it up. Shake, Shake it up. up. That's it. That's right, it. With right, Bella Thorne. Right, Her and right. Bella Thorne because my daughter was a huge person into that show. Right. So because of that little personality, how her voice can be, I can go with that. Now, I went with that for Bo. Now, for Boo, I went with Sophie Turner. <sighs> Sophie Turner, some may know, she was uh, – where was her name? I, I just passed. Why are we fighting like this, man? Sansa Stark, Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones, or because I, I don't—that's the hard end of it. But if I want the soft end, you know, I go with Jean Grey from the X Men Dark from the X Men uh, uh, trilogy. Yeah. So, so, so she, she was Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix. So she has the ability to kind of have that little inner talk and just take it easy and just like you know that—that's it. So I was—I'm giving her that ability. She should have have that that ability to get that range to hit there. So yeah, so for right now, I have Zadaya and I have Sophie Turner. Okay. Okay. All right now. All right. So, so we 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 going to get we going to get this way about it. We going to get this way about it. All right then. So then for Tor, mm. I had uh Rob mm. Paulson. So Rob Paulson has done work on Rick and Morty. He's done work on Picking the Brain. Um okay. You know, he plays like he plays uh Pinky. Now, even though he's got more of a comical thing on that, mm-hmm. let's let's throw him like you know, I mean obviously he's got the range. You know, the voice of Pinky, right, is is very yeah, but it's got it's got that gruffness to it. Yeah. It's a controllable one, like yeah, it's, it's got, but it's got gruffness to it, and I like the gruffness that he portrays with Pinky and Pinky in the Brain. So you take mm-hmm. that, give him a serious role, right? Because Tor is a little bit more of a, a joker. He's very, he, he comes across like he smirks a lot. He's always kind of smiling, but he's got yeah. that, that that power to the voice. And I didn't want to have two overly powered people as leaders, so that's why I went with Phil as as Rob, and then give Paul another person who's got a gruff voice as Tor. So that okay. that's that's my Tor right there. Okay. Might be a little bit of stretch so, on that one, but that's how I was going. No, with. it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. That's good. All right. Right. So, Who, who'd you so, go for tour? So I, I, I just very, very simple. I'm just going to say this way. Let's see if I could do this right. Everyone. If you can smell. Jesus. Tour is cooking. I started swinging out hard people, but man, he's coming back and beating me. <laughs> I'll give you back the five bucks. Dang. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, this guy, we know he has that gruff kind of look, that voice and everything like that. I'm going to, I'll even just say, but the last few things he did with, um, uh, what's the guy? Mo- Moana. Moana, one with Maui. Yes. He had that, that toughness, but he was still a soft spoken type of person. It won't be too hard for him to just adjust his voice to give that little, Growl, like you're saying, because you're absolutely right. Tor does have that kind of growling type of voice, 
I can't see, I can't see how Dwayne cannot alter himself. He may, maybe he won't get exactly, but we don't want, we don't want exact interpretation to what no, it was no, back we in don't. 84. I, I, you're right. We want, his, really we want his spin on it. You want his spin on it. And I think that he'd be able to do that. Yeah. If you watch the animated uh, Transformers, a 3D animated, 3D animated one. Right. He was, um, Cliff Jumper. Will, Cliff Jumper. Yeah. yeah. And he, okay. Bam. Right. <sighs> yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, man. All right. So we, we, we got tour. So we got two more to go. We got crunch mm-hmm. and we got, oh my gosh. We got crunch and, uh, board. Port. Okay. So for, for, hold on. I'm looking at my notes here. Who, who do I have next yeah. here? Oh, oh, okay. So, all right. So for Bort, I had the, hold on. I'm going to make sure I have my notes right. <clears throat> yes. So for Bort, as mm-hmm. kind of the nervous, neurotic, thin kind of guy, mm-hmm. I had this other actor playing him, which is uh, John DeMago. John DeMago, yeah. And John plays Bender from Futurama. Touche. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the only thing okay. he's got to do is shift it. Instead of being overconfident, he's got to be the opposite. Gotcha. John DeMango as Bort. Shout out to Bender. Shout out to Bender indeed. Okay. Shout out to Bender. Okay. Um. Cool. Now I uh-huh. I went. Um. That's a good one. That's a Thank good you. one. Thank you. I came out swinging. Came out swinging. Came out swinging. Six hits. I, I might be dizzy, uh, but I'm still standing. He's still standing. He's still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So, uh-huh. I wanted to approach this guy is kind of quirky, but you know, nervous and all that kind of sense. But I wanted to, I wanted to try something. I went with James Franco. Woo! James Franco. James Franco has, uh, yeah, I think he'd be all right. You know, Pineapple Express is one of those, um, you know, very relaxing, like chill kind of thing. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I, again, okay. I, I'm just going that. I will. I was telling Barry before. I like saying when I was trying to find someone for board, it was kind of hard because I'm like, who can play? that voice that type of persona because you don't really see once you watch the show and you'll see to understand he always had that nervousness about him and always mm-hmm. questioning himself whatever the case be that type of character isn't always that is always portrayed often you know i'm sure shows will have it but it's always maybe like a maybe a one-time uh, character on a particular right. show in and out you know you write in you know exit stage right that's it you may never see that character again or see something like that later on yeah yeah but that type of character isn't always spoken to in a in a often enough to make you remember who it is. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. James Franco has uh-huh. a lot of range. I mean, he he deals with you know Seth Rogen and all those kind of guys. Listen, this is his friends. You know, um, to the end. This is this is the oh, end. Oh, they ain't friends no more on screen. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're not. Well, James Franco had some uh, questionable tweets and stuff like that, and yeah. Ooh. He, he's part of, he got hit with the, uh, woke culture kind of thing. So Seth oh, had to say, hey, 
I, I'm, he's on his I'm, own. I'm, a, I'm out. Wow. My boy got to okay. take care of himself. I'm out. Yeah. Oh, really? He came up that. saying he would never work with him again just for publicly how things have gone down with him. So wow. he, did not yeah, know that. Yeah. Mm. We don't get into that in this show. So, right. Right. No. But I get what you're saying. Yes. Yes. I got get it. what you're saying. Okay. Good. We'll call. just cut it right there. James, James Franco. All right. Next. <laughs> All right. So this leads us down now to the power source, the man who's going to power our mighty Orbot. Mm-hmm. This is down to Crunch. Mm-hmm. I went with someone who uh, has gone into both worlds. This person has started dealing with giant robots. This person has been fighting with and against giant robots and aliens. And this person has also gone into voice acting. I'm going with Johnny Bausch. He was one of the Power Rangers. He was the Black oh. Power Ranger. The 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 you know. So after the original team left, Johnny right. uh, came in there and he he's been doing a lot of voice work for anime. Mm-hmm. Um, characters uh you know he was one of the power rangers so if you watch the power rangers the movie the original one Mm -hmm. he's in it he's the one that gets you know when they update their zords he gets the frog (laughs) okay right uh here we go johnny young bosch there we go so he's done uh a lot of uh let's see here uh go back you know he, he's, he's, what has he done? What hasn't he done? I should say. Right. Okay. That's the play. Okay. So yeah, he was in Power Rangers, the movie. He's done voices for the characters in Bleach, My Hero Academy, uh, Academia, Academia, um, Naruto. <coughs> mm-hmm. Right. The voice, the list goes on. He came to me because he was the voice of my boy, Vash the Stampede. In uh, Trigon, Badlands. Okay. If you watch the anime with Fash the Stampede, he, he looks like a gunslinger. He's slim. He's he's got a red long trench coat with a gun, blonde hair, glasses, but he's comical. <laughs> got it. That got it. Yeah, Johnny Bosch. Uh, you know, is is that guy? So being on Power Rangers, being in Power Rangers the series, being in Power Rangers the movie, he's one of the OG Power Rangers. He took over for Zach when Zach left. And they brought in a new Black Ranger. That was him. And he's been around for a couple of seasons. So he understands that world. And being a voice actor and having okay. some jokes. He's done characters that are action, comedy, in the whole nine yards. I think it'd be nice to have him on uh, United We Stand kind of mentality. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. And he's a martial artist in real life. So Okay. Right. And I know we're doing cartoon movie. But for him to play something so opposite from himself, I think he would definitely enjoy it. He's done multiple characters from action characters to comedic characters. He's got the comedic timing. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. That's okay. I wasn't expecting that. You you went that way. Okay, cool. Cause I'm a Raptor Zord. <laughs> Purple Ranger. Rod will get the joke. That that's what I said. I should have been the sixth ranger. Raptor Zoid. <clears throat> Cuz I love you, really do, really do. But, uh, but you're gonna hurt this me. Is, this is when I take that same Raptor Zord, take the same blade. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> just take it that way, ladies and gentlemen. As my final entry, uh-huh. I would like to present to to the court. We will have the particular individual. That we want to be named as Crunch shall be voiced by the one and only legendary voice actor, actor, 
Jack Black. Mm. Now, the comical side is what I was I was going for, having that type of uh, mindset of, you know, playing a, a person who can, you know, who you know, I love food, but everything like that. Show but basically, yours. appreciate. It. Thank you very much. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Iconist, uh, the Rod DJ Rod edition. Um, today's special we're having is uh, Orbots delivered by me. So as I was saying, how we end off the show is like, you know, I'm just going to end it off, let's say, saying crunch, <laughs> blackjack. <laughs> All right. We're out. Good night, everybody. <laughs> well done to Shay. I just came back in to do the credits. I, I, I had to leave. I had to leave. I, I, took, I came out strong. I held on. I took my beat, and he came back, and he uppercut at me at the end like the video game punch out. Can't beat Mike Tyson, especially on a plane. So on that note... <laughs> This has been the Iconist Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barry 3D. I'm here with my cousin, as always. DJ Rod C. Hey, that's me. Right on. You know where to find us. Scan the code mm. at the end. Don't forget, like, subscribe, and share. And definitely check out our Patreon page. Let us know what you want, what you like, and, and we'll get back to you. And keep in mind, this whole world was created by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Go, Mario Robots. Simple, complete. Yeah.